As we consider the climate of the last days, uh, one word sticks out, especially in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'd like to, again, just consider that word to begin with here. In verse number one, it says this, Know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. Uh, perilous deals with danger. And as you think about the, the word peril, it, it describes, again, someone in danger or someone at risk or something that would be hazardous. Uh, someone in peril could be someone in a situation where maybe something is, again, threatening their life or in a position where there's danger around them. As we consider the climate and condition of the last days, know this, that it will be especially dangerous in the final days before the Lord returns. Again, as you turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 6, with me, uh, there are a lot of thoughts about what's going to happen in the last days, and there's a lot of thoughts on, you know, you know, even movies come out with things like, you know, the end times and, and things like that, and they may be, again, uh, conditioned and, and somewhat scriptural in their nature. There's, again, uh, again, Hollywood movies like the end game, so to speak, what will be the end like. Um, Again, I have no idea what that has in those movies in general, but again, I just know they, they try to describe what's going to happen at the end. That may be fictitious or whatever it might be, but uh, we don't have to guess what they'll be like. Uh, Revelation chapter 6 and uh, verse number 6, we do know, again, the book of Revelation has a lot to say about the final days. And as we again see in the final day, there certainly will be some uh, struggles financially during those days, especially during the tribulation of those days. And again, we're not in the tribulation. Again, we won't be in the tribulation until the rapture occurs. But anyways, uh, Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 6, it says, I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny and see that you not hurt the oil and the wine. And again, it mentions again, the measure of wheat for a penny and, uh, um, and three measures of barley for a penny. And Again, that's not a lot of wheat, and that's not a lot of barley, but that's for a day's wages. Again, we're talking about today more and more, and, and, and people are talking, again, this could be just something, again, that's going to come, you know, end at some point, but uh, inflation. Again, inflationary measures, again, not only here, but across the world, again, largely, I believe, caused by this pandemic and the reaction to the pandemic and that sort of thing. But again, as we consider the last days, there's going to be some financial, definitely, struggles in the last days, especially here as it talks about uh, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And again, I'll maybe look at that uh, some other time. But again, as, as we consider the, some thoughts on the last days, I want to say again, uh, one of the main factors there is you turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1, and one of the chief characteristics of the last day It'll be a time of uh, dangerous, perilous days. Dangerous, perilous days. Again, there's even thoughts again here that again come from our day. And again, these again aren't again in the Bible or anything, but there talks, there's, uh, there's talk about a shadow pandemic uh, taking place even today. 
a shadow pandemic. And again, those words, again, aren't in the Bible, but those are words, again, of what's going on and has gone in the last couple of years. But there's a shadow pandemic going on of domestic violence. There's a shadow pandemic of drug abuse. There's a shadow pandemic of, of again, violence that's going on in these, these days where people, again, are sometimes forced to be at home and, and there's a lot of things going on as a result of that. But again, as we consider the thought of perilous times, uh, the Bible doesn't describe, again, the last days to be a, a rosy kind of time, a time where people come into uh, a place maybe of revival or those sort of things, but it says here, perilous times shall come. And so one word describes a day, and that is a peril. And again, uh, we could talk about domestic violence and neighborhood violence and school violence and political violence and all these things going on even today. Again, it's said there's almost one million cases of assault in America every year. There's probably more than that. You know, some people say the statistics that bear record of that. Again, uh, someone says, well, that's, that's really nothing. I mean, there's 330 million or whatever it might be, but one million assaults every year. And again, uh, one million assaults in a country should not be so shocking, but in 2020, we've seen a spike in violence in America. And again, this could be a temporary thing, and, and certainly I hope it will be, but there were 4,000 more cases of murder in America in 2020 than in 2019. 4,000. And again, that's not something, again, that we should, again, uh, be maybe concerned about, but again, violence is going to be one of the marks of the last day. Again, robbery, assaults, Again, kidnappings, uh, all kinds of different things are a mark of the last days. But yet, if you turn back to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, there have been perilous times that others have been involved with in previous days. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and uh, verse number 26, Paul was in a state of danger as a missionary during his day. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 26, it says, In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Certainly, Paul was one who could speak of peril. And he wrote to Timothy, Concerning perilous times shall come. As we think about the dangers of today or the dangers, again, that again of tomorrow, we could see, I believe, again, a spike, so to speak, in dangers and hazards around us. Uh, violence, again, on campuses, violences in cities, violences in malls, violences as a result of terrorism, all these kind of things uh, certainly, again, could be coming to us in the last days. And again, that's, I believe, again, the, the thing that drives the last days. If you turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 3 there with me, uh, the Bible says this also, know that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then it goes on and says in verse number 2, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. just want to stop there in verse number three with these words, without natural affection. 
That means to be absent of having natural affection. That means not having it at all. That means having zero natural affection. Again, again, someone today, they say love is being redefined today. Yes, love, so-called, is being redefined today. Perverted affections are being called natural affections. Love for different things is seeming natural today. Whatever you love is what's okay to be loved. Again, I believe I shared this again some time back, but in, I believe it was 2015, I think it was February 2015, they had the first tri-sanctioned marriage in Thailand. Again, using the word marriage isn't necessarily the right term to use, but it was tri-sanctioned marriage in 2015, and the whole thought was along the lines that love won. And it's, it was a marriage between three men. Try. Sanctioned by the government of Thailand. There's no natural affection in that. There's nothing natural to that. There's, again, many things that are not, again, natural. It's not natural for a woman wanting to kill her own child. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing natural with somebody, again, saying, you know, I think it's time for, you know, so-and-so to die, and so let's put them to death using euthanasia. We see that not so rampant here in America, but we see that in other cultures that are so-called, again, cultures of mercy, which is not mercy. Without natural affection. Uh, Dangerous, because people are without natural affection. But let me say this also as we consider some thoughts here as we read on there. It mentions backing, it mentions here, uh, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent. Uh, the word incontinent means to be without ability to restrain oneself. Incontinent. Unable to control one's passions or appetite. Again, in the last days, there's going to be, again, incontinence. The ability, the, the inability, in a sense, to control one's behaviors and appetites. It makes for a dangerous setting in society. Explosive anger can turn to murder. Uncontrolled passions can lead to danger and death. Children, again, and parents and grandparents, sometimes killed, really, because they're just a menace to somebody or society in some way, at least looked upon as someone having very little, uh, little worth. Anger turns to frustration, which turns to passion, uh, which turns to cruel behavior. Again, it goes on here in verse number three and it uses the word fierce. The word fierce. Uh, again, fierce means to be violent, to be cruel, to be savage, to be wild in behavior. Fierce. All around us, we see fierce kinds of behavior sometimes. Fierce, freak, unnatural, cruel types of behavior. I won't go into details. No one needs to go into details, but you hear sometimes in the news. And I mean, I've been watching a little bit of the news and not that I watch much of the news, but we've been watching some Olympics and you hear the news and all it is about a bunch of violence going on. Bunch of I mean, that's not the whole news, but it seems like every day you hear, oh, there's a killing in Grand Forks and Fargo and off here and there. And you think to yourself, really? 
Is that where society's at? It seems today, again, uh, people seemingly sometimes seem to be possessed of the devil. We'll even see people go to court saying, I was possessed of the devil. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 8. They'll, they'll talk about, again, different people. And I can't believe so-and-so went out and did that. They, that postal worker, that person went out and did that. that. That child that was once growing up in school has done that. I mean, went out and did this. I mean, Fierce, animal-like behavior, just killing people, unexplainable, barbaric types of behavior. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 28, it says, And when he had come to the other side of the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, uh, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man could come by, and behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, to come hither to torment us before the time? The Bible mentions there in verse number 28, some possessed of devils exceeding fierce. Could it be that some of these people are possessed of the devil? And the result is they are exceeding fierce. Uncontrolled behavior, unrestrained behavior, demonic, violent, cruel, savage-type behaviors. These explain, to some degree, what the Bible talks about when it talks about perilous times should come. Let's turn back there if you would. In 2 Timothy, the climate and condition of the last days is, is dangerous. Without natural affection can lead to great danger. Without controlled behavior, danger Again, having behavior that's fierce can lead to danger. But I want to mention here, secondly, as we consider the climate and condition of the last days, I want to define them as, secondly, defiant days. Defiant days. Notice here in verse number two, it says, For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, Unholy. Delinquency, disobedient, disregard for authority, disregard for others in society. These are marks of the last days. Disobedient to parents, defiant to authority. Again, I think about all the defiance to authority, the lawlessness of today, the lawlessness of society, not regulated by God or the truth, but regulated by self. Look at verse number two. This defiant days deals with selfishness. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Not lovers of their children or lovers of brothers and sisters or lovers of God or lovers of all this kind, but lovers of their own self. The Bible says they'll love themselves. Selfish, self-centered Society. Again, you think about selfishness in society. Who, who's number one? Think about yourself. You know, you need to think about yourself now. You know, you got to think about your future. You got to think about uh, what's, what's, what's best for you. Selfish days. Looking out for number one. Not about what's good for others, but for yourselves. 
Men should be lovers of their own selves. And so, again, you think about the defiance in that. God encourages us to love our neighbor as ourselves and love God with all your heart and all that kind of stuff. But, again, marked by loving your own self. Love for me. Love for myself. It goes on there in verse number 2. It mentions there, there will be lovers of their own self, covetous. Covetous, that's also centering around self. We have a covetous society. We have a covetous world. They're all into possessions, properties. Again, uh, maybe having the best of everything, so to speak. If you don't have it, certainly take your life to strive for it. There are fights over properties. People sue each other. Courts are full of people, again, seeking somebody else's possessions or properties or things. Again, lawsuits again. Businesses, lawsuits against this and that, just all over about self. You know, if something happens to you, make sure you sue the business, right? You know, if something happens down to school or at the church, make sure you sue the church. I mean, just think about today how much money is spent every year by churches like this and other churches and maybe not even real true churches and businesses that pay for, uh, again, possibilities of being sued. I mean, that's 300 and some dollars a month of our insurance policy is spent towards, again, possible lawsuits against the church. People are burdened with their stuff and have lots of stuff, but yet they're covetous. They want more. Nothing's enough. Not people content not people unselfish, but people that are selfish and covetous, not content. This is defiance towards God. This is different than God would have things. But we also see there, as we move on there, it mentions there, uh, again, in verse number two, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It uses four expressions for pride. Four different kinds of expressions for pride or arrogance. One of the marks of the last days will be just arrogance. Boasters, proud, heady, high-minded. Four words describe the arrogance of the last days. A total lack of humility. An absence of humility. Nothing about humility here. Bragging, boasting. Again, as I think about boasters, they brag. Uh, they, they boast. They post. They, 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 they show off. They boast. They're proud. They're self-sufficient. They're independent. They don't need God. They certainly don't need a church. They don't need the Bible to guide them. They're proud. Proud. You don't need God if you're proud enough, do you? Absolutely not. A proud person doesn't need God. A proud person doesn't need the truth. A proud person doesn't need anybody. Boasters, proud. Hetty. Again, as you think about heady, you might think, what does heady mean? That means to be bullheaded or stubborn. Heady. Can't teach me anything. 
I won't be taught anything, not unless I want to. My truth is my truth. Unteachable, unresponsive to the gospel. Heady. Goes on and talks about there in verse number two, it mentions there, uh, last part of that, it says disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. There's more disobedience, I believe, by children in response to their parents today. Now, someone says, you don't know that. Children have always been disobedient. Terrible twos. That started way back when. It's never ceased. Again, I, I don't know. But I, I do know this. The Bible says that they will be disobedient to parents. They won't obey. Mom or dad or a teacher or a pastor or a police officer will tell them to obey, and they won't listen. All these killings of late that have hit the national news. They've all been along the lines of disobedient. If they will listen to the police officer, the guy that was being choked, I can't remember his name right now, but he wouldn't have died. They don't even get into the cop car. I mean, they just defy the orders. They say, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. I can do whatever I want. The days of yes, ma'am, no, sir, or no ma'am, or no thank you. Uh, they seem to be disappearing from our society. Worldwide disobedience, insubordination, rule breaking. You know, if someone starts, you know, burning up business in America, you know what? It goes to America, it goes over to Canada. And then over to Australia. I mean, looting businesses for no reason. Just stealing people's stuff, smashing out people's windows, burning people's cars, trashing police officers, killing police officers, looking to kill people that stand for right. Disobedient to parents, it mentions there. So think of the last days, they're defined by delinquent days. The rules and norms of society have been thrown away, tossed away. But also mentions there dark, defiant types of days. It mentions there in verse number two, blasphemers. Blasphemers. A blasphemer is one who, who speaks in impious or irreverent terms against God. One who speaks in impious or irreverent terms concerning God. Critics of God, mockers of God, scoffers of God, blasphemers of God. Some art in recent days, totally against God. Let's turn to Jude there, in the, just before the book of Revelation. Again, as you think about the, the last days and the climate of the last days, I believe it will be marked by darkness, not light. I'm not saying there will be no light and there is no light. There are lights, there are lighthouses, there's a light of the truth. There's light that is emitted from Christian workers. But there's going to be an anti-God, anti-truth type of moon where people will blaspheme God. You know, people swear and use the Lord's name in vain. It doesn't matter. It's part of society. It's part of movies, part of this, that, and the other thing. Jude 18 says this, how that 
they told you there should be mockers in the last time who shall walk after their own ungodly lusts. These bathe that, are, that separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. So in the last times, there's going to be people that are mockers, walking after their own godly lusts. They're sensual, have not the spirit. In dark days of sexual perversion, Again, dark days of mockers, mocking God. Turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number. Dark days of people being unthankful uh, towards God and unthankful towards that which they should be thankful for. Verse number 2, it says, For men shall be lovers of their own self, uh, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unthankful. Too much unthankfulness. One of the marks of the last day, unthankful. Less thankfulness. Government owns you everything and anything. No, if you, if you could loot from the rich and it was lawful, let's just do it. Irresponsible. Look at verse number three. It mentions there, uh, in verse number three, it says, uh, truce breakers. Don't keep their word. Promise breakers, you could call it that, maybe along that line. It's truce breakers. People, again, uh, decide to do something. They covenant to do something. They break the, the promise of the truth. Verse number three, it describes them as traitors. Verse number four, traitors. Lack loyalty. Lack, uh, uh, again, things in society. Again, they, they lack loyalty. They're traitors. Once on one side, now on the other, truce breakers. Make a truce and break the truce. It goes on there in verse number three. It says they're uh, despisers of those that are good. Man, do you see that in society today or not? The good is always torn down in society. The bad is promoted to a large degree in society. I mean, I mean so, so-and-so is... Is, is standing for the truth and standing for that which is right and let's cancel him or her. They're just saying what's true and what's right. I mean, someone might stand up. There's more black on black crime in society than anything else. Someone says, oh, cancel that preacher. Cancel that person. I mean, I, I think about hating or despising those that are good. I mean, that's not liking at all. How many people get the like, so to speak, for doing the good? Oh, but today in society, you got this rap culture, rap music going on. <laughs> I mean, it talks about, you know, even killing cops in those rap songs. And raping and pillaging and all those kind of things in those songs. And people are like, oh, this is like the cool kind of music, man. It's good. It's anti Anti-God, anti-truth, anti-character. Despising that good. Hating those that are good. The good are real good. The law keepers are put down. Those that break the rules are looked at in better odds. Again, we see also as we read on there, and there's a large section on this, deception, apostasy in the last days. 
Verse number four, it says, Traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. More lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. You know, church going is becoming a non norm everywhere around the world. It, it, it's, I mean, society is not going to church. They're not looking at religion. They're leaving religion, all kinds of religion, everywhere. Uh, again, you think about, again, someone just said this, you know, I don't remember what year it was, but, you know, about 50 years ago, I can't remember, I think it's about 50 years ago, about 60% of Canadians went to church. You know how many Canadians go to church now? <laughs> Less than 10%. That's just north of us. Our heritage and their heritage are not that different. Think about Great Britain and other places like that. They don't go to church. No, they, they, there's too much to do. Lovers of pleasure, more lovers of God. There's golf to do on the weekends. There's sports to do on the weekends. There's, you know, maybe there's, you know, just fun and games to do on the There's drinking's got to be done on the weekends. There's, you know, there's just lots of things to do on the weekends. And there's really no reason for this church business anyways. By the way, you can find your church on the internet, right? <laughs> right? Verse 6, it says, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, some such turn away. And it says they're, 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 they creep into houses, led captive, silly women, laden with sins, led of diverse lust, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Jannes and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these resist the truth, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Uh, again, as far as the faith goes, they're reprobate. They are wrong concerning the faith. They're ever learning. They're always seeking truth, but never finding it. They resist the truth, verse number 8 says. They doubt it. They reject it. They defy it. They, they say, well, that's not true. That was written by, you know, whoever. Uh, it goes on there in verse number 13. It says, For evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Again, uh, the climb and the character of the last days would be deception. Seducers waxing worse and worse. Someone that seduces someone, whether it's Satan or somebody else, again, manipulates the truth. They seduce. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. It's sad to see in society that I believe, again, we, we see in society a, a movement away from the truth. Not towards the truth, but away from the truth. Again, some people may argue differently concerning that, but seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, being deceived, having a form of godliness, types of godliness, uh, certainly a form of it, maybe half true, half false, and that's where people gravitate towards the evangelical movement or uh, some feelings type of movement or whatever it might be movements. Uh, again, uh, resisting the truth, not following the truth. Matthew 24, verse number three and uh, through verse number five, it says, and let me read all these verses here. Verse three, it says, and as it sat upon the mountain, all the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things shall be and what shall be the sign of thy company end of the end of the world. And, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come to me in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. 
And we'll look at some verses following that. But uh, uh, many will come in my name and shall deceive many. There's still people and continuously people that declare themselves to be God and along the lines of God. And it mentions here there'll be people that deceive many. Let's turn to Second Timothy. Again, we looked at Second Timothy 3. I'd like us to turn and look at Second Timothy chapter 4. Again, as we consider the climate and conditions of the last days, uh, deceptive, dark, apostate deeds. Again, uh, again, I believe, again, uh, days where you'll see a convenient Christianity, chameleon Christianity, casual Christianity, uncommitted Christianity, because there's a love for self more than a love for God. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, there, verse number 2, it says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And verse 3, again, that says there, time will come. Time will come where there will be less truth and many more fables. Little truth, lots of stories. What's a fable? It's a story. What's the truth? It's found in the scriptures. Again, they depart from the faith. 1 Timothy, let's turn back there. 1 Timothy chapter 4. These are thoughts concerning the climate of the last days. Again, these will be days of darkness, deception, again, defiance, and danger. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. That's apostasy. That's having the faith and then leaving it giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So they follow after some other spirit that's not the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, it's, it's sad when you see people just totally lie today. They do it just no problem at all. Just lie concerning a situation. I mean, it bothers me, you know, when I hear politicians lie. But when you hear someone just completely lie, I mean, I'm just talking about, let's take uh, Trudeau. I just, maybe this sounds too political, but Trudeau. He's telling a person in a place, <laughs> a place, you know, similar to our Congress, in their, in their parliament, he's telling these people that they support swastikas and talking to a Jewish woman. Now you know what a swastika is, right? <laughs> You're telling this Jewish woman she's a supporter of swastikas because of the riots, so-called, or the uh, obstruction that's going on in Canada. It's just an outright lie. It's just a total lie. I mean, just think about this. I mean, I'm not trying to be political here. But what happened on January 6th? Was it an insurrection or was it just a demonstration? I mean, if you were just, you just, you, you had a chance to, to watch the whole thing, the, the hours that took place on January 6th. Was it an insurrection or was it a demonstration? What was it? 
The media says over and over, insurrection, 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 insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. Do <laughs> you, you know what an insurrection looks like? That's when people come in with guns normally and violence and they try to take over government. We've seen it throughout history at different governments. But they spin a lot. And, and people even promote the lie and tell it as a lie. I'm never going to call it an insurrection. January 6 was not an insurrection. What's going on in Canada? I mean, now, they're redefining that. It's, it's, a, it's a total lie. It's a lie. It's a huge lie. And, and, and people would say, who's, well, who's promoting it? The government's promoting it. Most media there is promoting it. I mean, there's so many lies. And, and, and someone says, well, why is that? Because they resist the truth. And they'd rather believe a lie. Some shall depart from the faith. And it mentions there, uh, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, speaking lies and hypocrisy. Again, so much hypocrisy with this pandemic. I just, wear your mask. <laughs> Two days later, you see this person parting with no mask on. It'll save lives. Total hypocrisy. I mean, it's just, it's just hypocrisy. Again, it may sound way too political. It may sound whatever it might be as far as the messages go. But it's, 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 it's crazy. Hypocrisy. A mark of the last days. Some shall depart from the faith, speaking lies with the pocket, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, permitting to marry, commanding to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. Again, we see here a departure from the truth. Little truth, lots of lies, lots of fables, lots of fiction, short on facts. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Deceptive, dark days. People loving pleasure more than loving God. They have a form of godliness. In other words, just like the Jews, they created a system of religion they have some kind of religion. It might be earth-worshipping. It might be whatever it might be. But they deny the power thereof from such turn away. And so the Bible says, turn away from those that create a form of godliness. It goes on in verse 6, For of this sword are they which creep into houses, led captive, silly women laden with sins, led away of their diverse lusts. In other words, I believe a lot of this Again, forms of godliness are created by different lusts that people have. What they like, someone will promote. Again, I, I believe I remember this, again, from some time back. I think there were 24,000 religions in the world. <laughs> 24,000 religions. You, got, you can pick a religion, different religion for every day. If I remember right, I think you have to live about 66 years if you tried a religion a day. If I remember right, 24,000. Try religion a day and you could spend your life just trying new religion each day. It says, for this sort, they creep in. In other words, they creep in. They, they don't, again, show themselves, but they creep in. Again, the things creep in and change and they part from the faith. As it says there, in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 
It says there in verse number seven, ever learning but never able to call him to the knowledge of the truth. Again, as you think about the times we're in and times maybe that are in the future, the climate condition of last days of people be learning never able to come to job. Learn, learn, learn. Education, education, education. Never come into the knowledge of the truth. Now as Jannies and Jamridge withstood Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They withstood Moses. They withstood the preachers. They again, again resisted the churches that preach the truth. These are marks of the last days. Let's turn to John chapter 14. The fact is there will be moral decay, religious decay, social decay, and this is going to continue. And uh, as we consider the climate and conditions of the last days, they are times of darkness, which will lead into the coming of Jesus Christ, the tribulation period, and a lot of other things that we'll discuss here in, in, in time to come. But John chapter 14, verse number 1 just want to read this as kind of a closing passage here uh, to the message. John 14, verse number one, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas saith unto him, unto the Lord, We know that thou, not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. You know, we may be going towards, or we may be in dark, dangerous, defiant, deceptive days. The way to escape this is through Jesus. It mentions there in verse 6, And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Again, we find again some characteristics of the last days. Again, these days will be marked by danger and uh, departure from the truth and all these kinds of things. But know this, the truth is still in Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can try to come to Jesus some other way, but you're not going to come to him, but through him. Let's close as we consider the word of God here this morning.